to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Uh, We are going to be reading from the book of Acts again today. And and I, I want you to lean into hearing God speak to you this morning. An outstanding series launch from Pastor Ben Gould last week. I listened to the podcast. I was down in Langford uh, with great new pastors and C3 Church down there, standing with them. And uh, so Ben had a brilliant teach preach last week. And we'll do the same next week. So that takes the pressure off me this week. So what will you get? I hear you asking. We shall see. What I what I did feel just as we were uh, as we're worshiping, and yeah, thank you to the team, and and thank you for leaning in. Is I I just felt God encourage us, and and you know, however you found yourself here today, whether this has been decades of going to church and you came to church this morning with a red hot fire burning on the inside to know your saviour more. Let's, let's say that's out one end of the spectrum. The other end might be you don't even know how you got here today. And maybe this is your first time in church and you're kind of a little bit like, hmm, this is different. Uh, and, and maybe you're well, we're all somewhere on that spectrum, right? We're, we're somewhere here. And, and maybe you've even been following God for a little while and there's just a, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. This is, this is what I do. What I want to encourage each and every one of us here today is seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. The flip side of that is don't seek and you won't find. So there is this opportunity that God has given to each and every one of us. And, and this is an opportunity every moment of every day where, where God wants to be discovered, experienced for His love and life to come alive for us, where this would not be some religious words on a page or, or some great mystery. And while we will never understand everything of God and there will always be mystery in this equation, but where God would begin to be known by us and make Himself known and His mysteries would start to become our realities and seek And you will find whether you've just found yourself in church and you're not sure what is going on here. Can I encourage you to open your heart and and God, if there is truth to your reality, then hey, I'm here. I want to hear. Show me. What a beautiful posture for us to have. And and if you've been following Christ for a long time, we can just go through the motions and we can be doing the Christian thing without a seeking mentality and then we can miss what God has for us. So seek and you will find. So can we turn our internal seeker on this morning? God, I want to know you more. I want to see something afresh of your magnificence of if God is love, 
perfect love, pure love, seen and demonstrated so emphatically through who Jesus was and all he did for us, then don't we want that love, that love, his love, more and more alive on the inside of us? And don't the people around us want that sort of love breaking out more and more on the inside of us? And so seek and you will find, but conversely, don't seek and you won't find. So the best way to avoid the beauty and the love of God is to turn our seeker off and just exist. Just sit in Aussie comfort and just kind of cruise through, whether we have a relationship with God or whether we don't. Wherever we're at on this continuum, let's seek him together today. So Lord, I I ask, just go ahead, close your eyes. Lord, I I submit myself before you. God, and I pray that in me, Lord, that I would be one who would seek you, to know you, not just for what you can do for me, but to know you that I could be a witness of your love and grace. God, move in me, transform me more and more into the image of Christ. God, help me seek you and not just sit at what I currently know, but to dive in deeper. And God, this is my prayer for these beautiful people here today. Lord, that we would be a people whose hearts would lean into the goodness of God to want to know you more. We'd be so grateful for what you've done in our lives to this point, but we'd be so aware that this is not the end, that there are more grand adventures to live with you. And so come, great Holy Spirit. We invite you. Thank you that you're here and thank you that you are revealing truth. That you're opening eyes, opening ears. That you would shine a spotlight to the love and the grace of our Saviour Jesus. And so be honoured here. Our King in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as we, as we come to the book of Acts, I was, I was reminded uh, 20, over 25 years ago when I was kind of figuring out what it was to, to try and dive into really being a follower of Jesus, I was captivated by the book of Acts. And so I had the book of Acts dramatized on videotape. And if you're little younger than I, videotapes are these rectangular things. Uh, Before everything was digital, that you would place this little rectangular thing in a larger rectangular thing. And then somehow an image would come on your TV screen that was about this big. And so I watched like this C-grade acting of, uh, of the book of Acts being acted out. But even through that, there was just something captivating about seeing the work of the Spirit, seeing the church of Jesus Christ come alive and the world changed. And, and what was new then is our reality now that we get to live in the work of Christ and the coming of the Spirit. And so let's, let's dive into Acts chapter 1 and let's start here in, in verse 4. Okay, and so to, to set the scene, so Jesus has come to earth. God 
with skin on. It messes with our brains. God incarnate, and so Jesus did life. He grew from this little bubs and, and grew and grew in understanding and lived the perfect sinless life, the life that you and I can't. And so Jesus lived, lived this life. He gathered people around him and taught them the way of the coming kingdom and revealed God's love and grace and mercy and power. And then Jesus went to the cross. He humbled himself and went to the cross bearing our sin, that the sin of every human that ever was and ever will be was laid upon Jesus. And as he hangs on the cross, there is this the separation that happens when, when Jesus had known perfect communion with the Father on earth, this glorious relationship, this communion with God as he did life on earth and was unbroken and unending. And so Jesus, he spoke with such power and conviction because he, he was continually in communion with the Father. So he knew he was always acting in the will of the Father. And then as Jesus hangs on the cross for you and I, he is soaked in the stains, the sins, every lie, every selfish act of every human, again, that ever was and ever would be, soaked into Jesus Christ. And there's then the separation between Jesus and the Father. He bore our punishment, this disconnect this hopelessness. And Jesus dies on the cross in our place. Goes to the grave, dead. And as it had been prophesied on the third day, it wasn't the end. It's not the end of the story. We're not gathered here today Serving, praising, worshipping a Jesus who is dead and buried in the ground. But the power of the Spirit infuses the dead body of the Saviour as sin had been dealt with. And now death was dealt with as coming into the life of Jesus Christ is resurrection power and he comes alive. He is risen from the dead and it messes with our puny little human minds as we try and figure all of this out. But Jesus now, the risen Messiah, the risen Saviour, he is alive on planet earth and he's walking around, talking to people, just trying to, Hey guys, how's it going? He's hanging out with the disciples. And here he, he's about to have this, this meal. So in verse 4, on one occasion, this is one of the occasions while, while he was eating with them. And so Jesus, it's, I, I just the other day, I was just trying to wrap my imagination around what the resurrected Jesus looks like what he sounded like, what it would be to have, to have been there. Just walking around, and as many of you know, Em and I 
just a few months back from, from a trip to Israel. And just whenever you see the, the conflict that's going on, my prayer is just that. Lord, would Jew and Arab alike see Jesus as Saviour? Would they see something of who you are, Jesus? And you, you pray however you feel led, but ultimately Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so let's pray that all would see, all would see him. And so as we, Em and I, we walked on the, and the image we had, the water image behind in worship there was an image that we took on the Sea of Galilee and, and kind of took me back there a bit, uh, a bit today. And so th- that's the land where Jesus is walking. He's hanging out here. He's having a barbie on the beach maybe with, uh, with the disciples and, and he's eating with them and he gave, he gave them this command. So he's eating and chatting and then he gives this command. And there are, there are times in our Christian journey, our journey towards Jesus or, or with Jesus, where there are moments where there is, there is a command. There's like a, a voice, a, a prompt. It's not always loud, like booming from the heavens, but there can be this an internal kind of voice that, that wasn't from us. That's the whisper of the Holy Spirit. And there are moments on our journey where God speaks and here he says something that's really important. Not to be missed. And, and what I want for us this morning is to lean into what God is saying to you now or what he has said where it came like some kind of command that was not to be missed. And so maybe if you're here and, and there have been moments on your Christian journey where God has really called you to something or he's called you to be someone, to step out of something And then just as life has gone on, that call, that command that happened maybe in a church service, maybe as you were laying in bed, maybe as you were in your darkest place or in a moment of celebration, there's a million maybes, but there is just something that God whispered and said. And then maybe as we've just gone through life, it's, that's really distant now. And that's, that's just, yeah, it was really important, but I guess I'm not really or maybe you're like I, I don't know if God's ever said something like that to me I, I don't I don't know nothing kind of pops to mind or I want to encourage you wherever you're at to lean in seek and you will find seek and you will find listen and there'll be the ability to hear And so lean in to the voice of God today. Lean in to the voice of God. Today he's eating with them. He gives them this command. Hey guys, okay, I'm about to say something important. Listen, don't don't miss this. So don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave the city, but wait. 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 Dope. Can we just get going already? Can we, uh, hey, you've trained me to be a leader and now you're telling me to wait. Hey, Jesus, can I give you some advice? Uh, We're ready, man. I tell you, 
we've been watching you do your stuff, and yeah, we've made some mistakes. Yeah, if you're Peter, yeah, I made a pretty big one just recently, but, but it's all good. Uh, come on, just no, wait, because you're not actually good enough just in and of yourself. Just wait, because you may think you're really strong, you're really able, you're really capable, you may think you're really gifted, you're whatever, and, and yeah, that's okay if you want earthly results. That's okay if you want to live a natural life and build natural success and operate in a natural framework, but wait. Wait, because if you're going to live this kingdom life that I'm talking about, that I came to usher in, Jesus says, that if you really want that life, if you want a life that is a supernatural adventure that matters more than you could ever understand in this life and for eternity to come, then wait, because there is a power coming that you need more than you could ever know. More than your little, and, and I don't know, I think maybe my brain is smaller than most. And, and I do, I wrestle and try and, and figure this out. And as I've been walking with Christ since 19 and 47, and I can't do that maths up here. So you figure out the gap. The, the more I understand, the more I'm drawn into this radical adventure and feel like I just relearn over and over and over and over. And that's not disconcerting. That is the most extraordinary sense of wow that could ever be. And I've done some pretty cool things. I was telling people recently about how I lived on a roller coaster for a month. And, and, and if, if you ever get the opportunity to live on a roller coaster for a month, like it's, yeah, it's really interesting, but not recommended. And, oh yeah, it's 25 years. Em and I have our 25th wedding anniversary on Tuesday. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. My wife is extraordinary. Putting up with me. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait. Wait for the gift. Who likes gifts? You don't have to put your hand up because really we all do. Wait for the gift. Wait, just have a think. What's the best gift you've ever got? Like just think natural kind of thing. Don't have to be all spiritual. Oh, Jesus, it's the Holy Ghost. That's where I'm going. Just think natural for a second. What's the best? Anyone want to like yell out the best like natural? Again, don't say it's my spouse. It's like my children. Like that's, that's, that's good, but that's uh, give us something a little. Cheers, eh? A holiday? I don't know where that came from, but I just. I, did that sound like chocolate bus? Yeah, I, I am sure a chocolate bus would be a pretty good gift. That's what Gary said anyway. Wait for the gift. 
Remember? Seeking, seeking framework here. Lean in. Wait for the gift. My father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, how good. Baptisms today and every time. John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they gathered around him. So I don't know what they were doing before this. If they weren't gathered around him, were they just kind of kicking back? I don't know, were they playing <laughs> hacky sack? I don't know, does anyone play hacky sack anymore? It's like, it's a weird flashback. They're, they're just like, I don't know, maybe some are off here, some are off there. And so they, they kind of heard, but, but now they gather around, okay? So, so there's a gathering around here. They gather in, they, they gather around him and, and ask him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And so there's a picture in their mind about what's going to happen. And this is going to be an overthrowing of Roman rule. And it's very much not what Jesus has got planned here, but, but they're kind of like, they're getting a little excited. They, they gather around, they gather in, and, and he says to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates. The Father is set by his own authority. It's a little bit like, calm down. Here we go. I'm going to help you understand. This is, it's going to make sense, but it's not for you to have it all figured out yet, disciple dudes, okay? This is uh, just till verse 8, though. But you will receive power. And remember, this is, th- there was not, I don't know if we can fathom how much we need the work of the Spirit then and now in our lives. I don't think we could overstate how unable we are to do what He's called us to do in and of ourselves. It's a really good way to burn out. It's a really good way to hate Christianity in the end if we're just trying to do the religious motions without the freedom that the Spirit gives, without this deep internal work that starts and doesn't stop. And for us to then reach out into this world and for you to be the man or woman of God that you're called to be in your family, in the marketplace, in your friendship groups, to have a love that is generated from another world that then lives inside and then oozes out. We are unable more than we know. And so wait. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then there will be a result of that power. There'll be a result. There's going to be a work in you that helps transform you into someone who's going to be able to now live what we have here. You will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Be my witnesses in your local, regional, global community. Everywhere you go, wherever you set your foot, there's going to be power of the Holy Spirit, person of the Holy Spirit moving in you and then flowing through you in a way that goes so beyond you. But you've got to lean in and be someone who would seek. Say, God. Yes. And so what, 
Can I talk to the mature Christians here? What's God said? When, like we see here, he's hanging on the beach and he gives this word. And it's really important not to miss it. Wait here in Jerusalem. Don't just go do your stuff. Don't be too busy doing life that you miss what's about to happen. Don't, don't go off in your own understanding. And, and, and these guys will have started to formulate plans in, in their heads. It's, it's what you do when you've got some unction, when there's the void of leadership and Jesus is gone. They've been following him for three and a half years and, and it's been this, this intense followership. And so now they've learnt to have some nows and there's some get up and go. And so now Jesus is gone and, and then he's just popping in and out now that he's resurrected. There's this, they're filling in the blanks and they're building plans and ideas. And, and maybe some were good, maybe some were completely off track. But they're, they're, and he's just like, wait. Don't just do your idea. Wait. And man, do we need this? Do I need this today as we follow Jesus? Do we need to lean in with a seeking framework to go, okay, what's he said? And so mature Christians, what's he said to you? through the years that's maybe got lost and maybe there was something to wait in but then life got busy happening maybe there was something to wait for and we kind of just our we got a little and so what will he bring back to remembrance holy spirit comes to teach and remind us all things and so what was is there something here that is being, because I'm just seeing dreams awakened, like where there is kindling and there's a little fire, like, like there is the breath of the Spirit causing fire to come back into these things where we've, we've just kind of left it because life and because of this or disappointment or whatever and Spirit of God breathing again on what He has spoken, awakening and bringing life to those things in us because when He speaks, it matters. And maybe you're still trying to figure this whole thing. Maybe you've been in church for years and you still don't know if you've really given your heart to Christ. You've really surrendered to Him. Or maybe you're, you're here and, and this is a whole new reality for you and you're trying to figure this out and there are so many filters kind of going in your brain and maybe your heart is kind of like, ooh, there's, there's, I kind of feel. And so wherever you're at, just to, to open up and go, Lord, would you show me what it is to seek you? to hold myself in this framework, to seek and find. Because Lord, if you're real, I, I want to find you. I kind of get that that matters. And then the, the critical thing with Christianity is it's never to be done in isolation. And Jesus isn't doing one-on-one -on -one catch ups here. He's gathering groups together. And then we see through the book of Acts that there is just this relentless framework of relationships where we're put with others. And so you're not supposed to figure this all out yourself. There are moments God will speak. Often that actually comes through someone else around you. And so then you go, what are the prophetic words? Genevieve, can you come and join us, please? Then you go, what are, the, what are the words someone has given? Maybe they called it a prophetic word. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it was just a... Someone said something and it, it dropped and was 
Let's, yeah, come and, come and join us. And, and Genevieve sent, and so we're, we're in the book of Acts, we're talking about the work of the Spirit, and, and Genevieve just sent us a, a prophetic word this, uh, this week. And I read it and said, good news, ding, 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 I'd like you to share it on stage, please. Uh, you always know when Pastor Joe says, I have good news, he wants you to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good news will challenge you. That's the best, the best news. Um, and so, so if you just want to adopt this seeking framework where you sit, and Genevieve had this picture and, and I want, wanted to share it. And again, as the, the framework, what was in my heart today is for us to be leaning in for God to speak and lead. His words, this coming alive for, for us. And so let this be a springboard, springboard for what God wants to stir afresh in you. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you. So some of us were fasting and praying and seeking. And uh, one of the things we'd been praying about was 2024. And I felt Holy Spirit say 2024 is going to have a sound of awakening. So I'd written that down and that was all I'd written and then in prayer I continued to pray and this picture came. I saw an image of a baby waking up and crying as it did so and then stretching and reaching out and it was by a window and light came in through the window and fell onto the baby's hand as it stretched and it caught the baby's attention And the crying stopped and laughter bubbled up instead. Years ago, I had seen a vision of the Bride of Christ asleep amidst the buildings of Perth City. And God was pulling back a blanket of clouds to allow his light to come and awaken the sleeping bride, who stretched and turned towards the light. And in that, I felt God say the church has fallen asleep facing the wrong direction. Something new has been birthed in us this year. And there's been some birth pains. Anyone attest to those? Now I see that God has started something that is in its infancy. We are charged with the tending, the raising, the discipling of this new thing. Just as the baby awakening was crying in the image, I believe there will be sounds of sorrow and suffering and repentance rippling through our church as change grows. Just as life with a newborn changes everything in the most glorious of ways. But more joyously, I saw light falling in places it hasn't for a long time. And in places like never before, I saw hands being touched with God's light for healing and miracles. That space will be required for this. And again, like an infant, we will wobble and do things without mastery to begin with. But we'll rely all the more fully on Holy Spirit's moment-to-moment guidance and strengthening. Just as an infant relies on its parents for everything. I felt Father God's reassurance that he is patient and will cover over all our gaps of our imperfect efforts. I also saw joy dropping. And I actually feel like this is also for this morning. If you found life a little joyless, I'd invite you just to receive this right now. I saw joy dropping, dripping, infusing and being amidst it all, amidst the repentance, the suffering, the stepping out, the failing and the succeeding. A robust, sustaining joy, a weariness shifting and breakthrough announcing joy, 
a joy that will peel back the years and reinvigorate, a joy that we have not yet experienced or understood before, the joy that Christ had set before him in going to the cross will be revealed to us and we will be a light into our community of this joy amidst the world's darknesses. Beautiful. Thank you. Can you stand to your feet where you are? Just if you're comfortable, just finding an appropriate posture and then just opening your hands before the Lord. I thank you, Father, for the gift the gift you promised that you told the disciples to wait for. A gift of the Holy Spirit. And so in these moments, even as we, as we stand together, we open our hearts afresh. I thank you, Lord, that where you come, you love and you can't help but bring life. That you are resurrection life, Jesus. And so as we make room for you to presence yourself with us through the Holy Spirit, that resurrection life is found inside of us. So thank you that you come to bring life to that which is dwindling inside. God, to awaken our hearts, our spirits, our souls. God, and to animate our actions on this earth for your glory. And I thank you that, Spirit of God, as as we allow you to move inside of us, that there are miracles over and over and over and over again. I thank you that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, etc. We thank you that as we allow your glorious and beautiful work, as we receive you and your work as the gift that you are and it is, then we thank you that there is a growing of love on the inside. And so just where you stand, I want you to receive love in Jesus' name. Just go ahead by faith and receive the love of God. You are Loved beyond comprehension. Beyond comprehension. Perfect, pure love. Perfect, pure love. We only know partially pure love on earth. Fractured sometimes very broken. But God is perfect love. And the Holy Spirit wants to awaken that love in you for your identity to be built upon His love and His grace. No striving, no pretending, His perfect love. And so God, I thank you for love being received. Just can you, if you're comfortable, just under your breath, just say the words, Spirit, I receive love. Spirit, I receive love.
Some of you need to say, Father, I receive love. Father, I receive love. This is perfect love, pure love. It can even supernaturally transform the way we view love through the imperfect actions of humans. The Father's perfect love, it reorientates us, allows us to see things the right way, not upside down insecurity, not a striving, not a a definition or an identity bound in brokenness, too scared to see the reality on the inside, but the perfect love of Father God in heaven comes to free, to liberate, to allow you to have a foundation that is more secure than anything that could ever be. I want you now, this will be the, the last Last little movement in, in this prayer. Just want you to just lift, just incline your head a little bit. Just look up a little more. And, and just want you to, to know that as you allow Holy Spirit to work in you more and more, that there is going to be deepening joy. A deepening joy, not bound to circumstance but transcends circumstance. Deepening joy. I see right now that there are some of you and you have worked really hard to find joy in the circumstance that you've built and there are frameworks and you've known God, but there are frameworks you've built in your life that you're, you're trying to tie happiness and joy to things of this world in a way that goes so far beyond what God is calling you to. And even right now, there is a point of conviction to repent of that, to lay it down before Him, to make some changes and say, God, in You is my delight. In You is my joy. Help me see that with fresh eyes. And there is a re-engineering of some things on the inside. And Lord, I thank you that there is joy in you, joy in you. Deep, bubbling, real joy in you. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just look, look this way for a second? I... Uh, so really clearly, there is, a, there is a necessity for some of us to allow Holy Spirit to take our imagination. And to, when, when our imagination is used for the glory of God, it is an extraordinary gift. God has given humans an imagination for a purpose. And, and as we allow Him to work there, then it has a glorious purpose. And as a part of the DNA and certainly a part of where the prophetic comes alive as we allow God to move in that space. And as we're just praying about joy, and I know it wasn't a really joyful moment. I wasn't trying to bubble it up and say, okay, now I want you to dance. And, and that's not, not what I felt to do here. But what I, what I did feel really clearly is to picture yourself joyful is to picture the future differently. And some of you have inadvertently heard the news of the world and your current this situation and that situation. And so as you've shot out 
for the years that are ahead, there's just been this, this anticipation that joy is not going to be a big part of that. Like there are reasons, so many reasons to not be joyful. And so it's like there's just, there's no godly hope for what he's going to do supernaturally. And it doesn't mean that your mortgage gets paid for tomorrow. So then you could just, whew, again, we're tying it to earthly things and there's nothing wrong with paying off our mortgage. That's a really good thing. And we should naturally be happy if, if that happens tomorrow. Send me an email. I'll rejoice with you. But there is a work of the Spirit, and that is, I've obviously, I've, I've gone slow and I've lingered, and there's a posture here on purpose for us. That there has to be, in this day and age, in our time, an unraveling from our connection to the things of this world, and an opening up again for a move of the Spirit in here that goes beyond what we know, beyond what we've seen. And that's why the joy that the Holy Spirit gives is not connected to this world. Like it is, it is so much deeper. It's like, like when you think about being married 25 years, and on our wedding day, it was wonderful and beautiful, and we're all dressed up, and, and then there's this bubbly feelings of love. I don't wake, well, Em didn't have that last night as I was snoring. She told me this morning, there wasn't the bubbly feelings of love. But there's something... something far deeper that our love is deeper than what I what I even knew could exist 25 years ago it's like a whole different universe to what it was then and that's what he wants us to discover continually with him and so come on the adventure good people I love you let's do this together for his glory amen Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.